the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening, and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live tonight, live with your host, Dr. Buckner lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults. And he's my mentor and best friend in life, and I appreciate him tremendously. He's a wonderful man of God. You're in for a treat tonight. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, comments, and concerns. Well, tonight on Contending for the Faith, we continue our series entitled The Different Storms God Allows in Our Lives. When we look around our world today, even within our churches, there are many different storms that God allows in our lives. God uses these storms to mature us, sometimes to break us, to remake us, and to conform us into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. The big question, the big question is, Are we truly listening to the lessons of these various storms? Storms that God is using to get our attention and get us to a place where he wants us to be. Not because he's mad at us, not because he hates us, but rather the contrary, because he loves us. So tonight we bring you part five in our new series, The Different Storms, God allows in our lives. So stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you for those encouraging words at the beginning, and uh, especially to your uh, teacher in the Lord, and I just appreciate you being a tremendous student of the Word of God, and loving the Lord, and following Him, and We're so blessed with our team. We have you and Vince, who does a good job in engineering, and we appreciate that, brother. He he gets a kick out of me saying we appreciate him from the uttermost and the guttermost. He can't get any deeper than that. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. We know that you want to be blessed and encouraged by tonight, and we want to encourage you to Get to a table with a pen and paper or, or pencil, and especially your Bible, and get some, uh, get ready to get some good spiritual food tonight uh, and in the Lord. And we have been talking about, as Brother Gary said, uh, the different storms that God allows in our life. And all of us are going through some type of a storm, and your storm may not be my storm, but if you sit down with most people and you talk to them, and you start to develop a conversation. Uh, everybody uh, that I've talked to every day 
they're in some type of a storm. The big issue is how do you respond to that storm from a biblical perspective? Because if you respond to the storm uh, by your feelings, uh, it can destroy you. But if you respond to the storm by faith, see, the first F, which is faith, got to dominate the second F, which is feelings. You know, feelings are important, but it must be always guided by faith. That's so important. Now, we have said uh, thus far, we talked about, uh, we've been talking about in this series, uh, seven different types of storms that God allows in our life. And I think we've gotten to uh, number three. And let me just uh, rehearse some of these things so we can get to three. And then I want to develop that. We said, number one, uh, there's storms uh, that we create and we learn from Jonah and and we learn from so many people in the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, that there's a lot of storms that people have created in the Bible days and us today, too. And uh, we can't blame it uh, on God, all the storms. We can't blame all the storms on God because there's some storms that we create in our own lives, and we want to be uh, aware of that and on our guards and do everything that God calls us to do so we don't create these storms in our lives that can be very destructive. And uh, it was by the grace of God that uh, Jonah didn't end up uh, dying. And when he was swallowed up, God showed him grace. Now, the second type of storm that we go through in life is uh, corrective storms. Uh, God allows corrective storms in our life, not because he hates us, but because he loves us. And it says in Hebrews chapter 12, God disciplined those whom he loves. Man, he just loves you. Uh, he cares about you. And a father who neglects, and a mother who neglects discipline in their children uh, is not a good thing, you know, because you are going to have your child to go in a wayward way and in a self-destructive way. But there are uh, three things I believe that uh, Dr. James Dobson said in his book, Dare to Discipline, that we need to show with uh, our children and with people in general is uh, we show people love. And then that's the first thing. And then the second thing is discipline. And then the third thing is very important that we uh, show people is love, discipline, and we just show them a sense of responsibility. Now, those are the three things that we need to give to our children and we need to give to people in the church as well. Love, discipline, and responsibility. And when we get to this second one, corrective storms, uh, we see that, you know, uh, a lot of people in the Bible went through correction. You know, Peter was one of the ones that stood out. Jesus had to correct him all the time because he would always put us. And then, and and the Bible tells us to be slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to wrath. And Peter always put his foot in his mouth because Jesus had to correct him over and over. And he corrects us over and over. And sometimes he corrects us through the storms. And then Jonah went through correction in the storm. See, God had to take him on a submarine ride to get his attention, to correct him through that big fish. And, you know, God does the same thing with us today as well. And then thirdly, 
I want to talk about this tonight, is perfecting storms, perfecting storms. And uh, what do we mean by that? Well, when we talk about the word perfecting storms, it means that God allows storms in our life to bring us to the place of perfecting storms. And what we mean by that is uh, maturity. Another word for uh, perfect is maturity. You know, it says, and Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 48, be therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. What is he saying? Be perfect and uh, without sin, uh, like uh, some of the uh, Methodist churches teach. And under John Wesley, he had taught that you can be, you can get to a place of sinlessness. No, that's not what the Bible teaches, uh, because with all the sin comes short of the glory of God. And um, John tells us that we need to confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So God wants to get us to a place through all the storms in life is that we become mature. And it could be storms uh, spiritually, physically, mentally, uh, sickness. It could be a multitude of things. Finances, God is always allowing storms to get us to the place of maturity. And the curse of the church today is biblical illiteracy. You know, it's not bad being ignorant, my friend, but it's bad when you just want to stay ignorant. Now, let me take you to a verse of scripture to develop this thing of maturity on a deeper level with you. And I think John has hit the proverbial on the head in James chapter 1, Look with me at James chapter 1, and I want to read in your hearing uh, verses 2 through 4. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. And James says, my brethren, speaking to uh, those who are believers, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse, that means many temptations, Knowing this, that the trying or testing of your faith worketh what? Patience. And oh, how we need that. See, God is trying to mature us to get us to a place of patience. And a lot of us are so impatient. We just fall apart when we are tested. And God is trying to work patience in us through the trials that we go through and through the storms. But let patience have her perfect, there's the word, uh, for us, uh, let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect. He mentioned the words perfect two times and entire wanting nothing. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and edification and exhortation of his holy word. Now, this verse four, let patience have her perfect work. In the Greek, the word perfect here is maturity or complete, or being whole, that you may be perfect, mature, and complete, and entire wanting nothing. So here is the development list here um, that gets us to the place of maturity, right? In these verses of Scripture 2 through 4, this is a developmental list to get us to the place of maturity. So he lists one, the testing of temptations, the trying of your faith. God uses that to do what? 
Number two, get you to the place of patience. He wants to work patience in your life. And then number three, patience graduates you to a higher degree, perfection, maturity, and completion. So uh, as Jesus said again in Matthew 5, 48, be therefore perfect, mature, complete, even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect and complete as well. So we see here that this is so powerful. Now, let me elaborate upon this from the Greek a little bit. Um, in James 1 and 2, count it all joy. In the Greek, this word is count it, uh, it means it's translated consider as a serious evaluation. Because the natural human response to trials and testing is not to rejoice, but to give up, to throw in the towel. James, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, is challenging every believer to make a serious, conscious commitment to, to face everything with joy and rejoice. And God has not only given us joy, but an exceeding joy. That's why it talks about in Jude 24 and 25 uh, that he's given us an exceeding joy. You ever preached on that, that he's not only given us joy, but an exceeding joy. That's, that makes you shout tonight. And so in Philippians 3 and 1, the Apostle Paul says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. And then in Philippians 4 and 4, he says again, but all but add something to that. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So when you go through trials, you go through tribulation, the word trials in Greek, the Greek word for trials means the attacks of troubles in your life, and they come to break the pattern of peace and comfort, joy that happens in your life on a powerful way. And the verb form means to put someone or something to the test to get one to give in or fall into sin. So God brings and allows such tests, storms in our lives to increase our faith and to strengthen our faith. God brings and allows these things in our life, these tests, to see how loyal, faithful, and trustworthy we're going to be so that we can graduate and move into eternity by passing the test of life. And so we get to the place, I want to say this in closing, we need to get to the place where the Lord speaks in so many different ways. And we find this uh, in, the, in, in the gospel, not in the gospel, but in John, in 1 John 2 at 14. I want to say this in closing. John writes about three types of men. And he says in there, in 1 John 2 and 14, he says, little children, that's the first type of, of Christians. Are you just a little children, babe? No, you need to graduate. And he says, number two, young men. And then he says, number three, fathers. So we need to develop and grow from a little children to young men and to fathers. This is what John is challenging the young men as leaders, future leaders, move out of the crib, get off the bottle, and grow into young, strong men, and then ultimately spiritual fathers. 
Let's pray in closing. Lord, we thank you so much for the message and the messenger. Thank you for speaking through your servant tonight. We pray that someone has been touched tonight in a powerful way. We, I'm going to ask you to say this after me. Dear Lord, forgive me for not responding to you in the deep storms of my life in the right way. I confess my sins. I repent of my sins. And I surrender to you, not only as Lord of my life, but as King of my life. And fill me with your spirit, with your power, for service and witness bearing. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you tonight. Grab that phone. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open and we want to hear from you tonight. So don't be shy. Pick up the phone if you have questions, if you have comments. Do you need prayer? We're here to pray with you. We always say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. God is always listening, and he's, he's attuned to our prayers. And so we need to pray, especially when the storms of life hit, as we've been talking about tonight and in this series. What's the first thing that you do? Do you pray? Do you seek God's face? Or are you like a chicken with his head cut off and you're running around the landscape, you know, uh, trying to figure it out? We need to stop and pray. So we want to encourage you tonight. If you need prayer, we're here for you. And speaking of prayer, we always like to say thank you to all of our listeners who have been praying for contending for the faith. It's so important. This is a prayer-driven ministry, and we know that your, your fervent prayers have moved and made a difference in what goes on with contending for the faith. It's the reason we're still on the air. So we thank you. We also want to thank all of you who have partnered with us financially over the years because not only do we need your prayer support, but this is a listener-supported ministry. And we thank you for your generous contributions and uh, your sacrificial giving to keep us going. It's such an important, it's such an honor. We try to be good stewards of everything that comes through here. And uh, so it's so important. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. That's our website. And click on the donate button, and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. It's that simple. So we thank you. We want to encourage you. It's so important to continue to pray and continue to be a blessing through your giving. 
All right, Dr. Buckner, are you ready to hit these phone lines? Yes, I just want to say this quickly before we get to the uh, calls. I want to really just take out some time, as Brother Gary has said, and thank all of you for your consistent giving. And you know who you are, and some of you step up uh, even on a bigger level. And God sees who you are, and he sees what you're doing. Uh, and some of you give on a very simple level, and God sees who you are. So we appreciate everything that you guys are doing to help to keep us on the air to do what we do every Saturday. Uh, Gary and I and the Lord, uh, we come with our very best in Christ, and we believe anything less than your best is a sin, and we come with the very best in the Spirit of God. So for all that you do, keep us in your prayers, and we're going to do likewise. So I just wanted to put that extra plug in there, Brother Gary. Amen. 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 So let's go to our phone lines. We have Brother Rick on line one. Brother Rick, how you doing? I'm blessed. How about yourself? Keep me in uh, prayer. We are truly blessed as well. Day. Good to hear your voice. And uh, what's on your heart tonight? Well, you know, we heard about the uh, the recent terrorist attack against uh, Israel. Yes. And what would be a proper biblical response to that? Well, that's a good uh, uh, question. I, I believe that uh, when we see things like this is going on in our world today, uh, this was the Hamas attacking uh, Israel. Uh, and uh, Israel has always been um, a friend of the United States until not too long ago. But it's a reality check. And I think we need to be supportive of them in any way we can through prayer and, and that sort of thing and other means. Uh, but uh, we're seeing today uh, a fulfillment of what Jesus said and prophesied in Matthew 24, that there would be wars and rumors of wars. Uh, and he says, these are the beginning of sorrows. And so this is just a fulfillment of what he's uh, been saying. And uh, I do see that we have a problem though, too, on a, on a bigger level. Uh, Israel got hit uh, on a blind side. And uh, when uh, Ben and Yahoo came back into uh, presidency there as a leader, a lot of people was in opposition to him and even some of the military people. And uh, so there's been a lot of division and sometimes uh, the devil can catch you off guard when there's division. Is in the same way in a church or business or anything like that. And we see that when 9-11 had hit, uh, Bill Clinton uh, was involved with uh, uh, Monica Lewinsky and got his mind off of uh, the military aspect of things. And the enemy saw that and took, it, took advantage of it. So caught us sleeping. And, that, and this is what they did with... Uh, uh, Israel, because they have one of the most powerful, uh, intelligent defense systems, but they caught them sleeping, uh, and they caught some division and took advantage of it. But you also have a problem when you have uh, uh, Biden giving uh, Iran and uh, dollars, and earlier before that, Obama gave Iran a lot of military weaponry. When you just build up a, a uh, 
terrorist country, and then Russia is helping out with uh, Iran and Hamas and all of them, and they just come up against uh, uh, people. And I think the thing that's going to be really sad, because these terrorist countries are seeing how weak this administration is today. Uh, when uh, the Trump administration was in operation, uh, they dared not to even blink an eye to do something wrong. And I remember Trump saying to uh, the uh, the little rocket man in North Korea, told him that if you ever try to create something that you know, keep firing off these missiles, we're going to send you something over that you're going to really regret. And a little rocket man sat down somewhere. So we see that uh, the the terrorist countries, and when we see this invasion, I don't even call it immigration anymore. Immigration is where you allow people to come over here legally, and because we believe in people coming over here, they're coming over here legally. But when you have a situation where it's an invasion, and you got terrorists, you got gangbangers, you got fentanyl coming over here and all sorts of things, killing people left and right, that uh, what my concern is what happened uh, in Israel is getting ready to happen in the United States at any time. And I think that we would we need to really be praying a lot and on our guards because the terrorist countries are seeing the United States weak militarily. And when you're sending all of this uh, military weaponry over to Ukraine and places like that, and then uh, constantly causing the military weaponry to be put away for the United States and given to other countries. Other countries see that. And you have people like Russia and uh, China, they're building up their military strength. And America is getting weaker and weaker because we're sending out so much of our military weaponry. So that's my take on it. I think that we need to do a lot of praying because uh, the terrorist countries have seen, uh, they say that uh, America is the big Satan and Israel as the little Satan. And it's a frightening thing that we're dealing with today. So we all need to be in prayer and we know God is in control. But also God says to us, you know, we need to use wisdom and knowledge and discernment of what we're dealing with today. And if we don't, wipe us out too. And that's what that's what we're leading this world to today, because it's becoming more and more communistic and socialistic every day. And it becomes scary. It's concerning. Well, hopefully, Brother Rick, that is uh, giving you a little more insight into this this attack that just recently happened. I'd like to piggyback off something else too that we have forgotten. We've forgotten our history. No. Every time we try every time we try to appease an enemy, war breaks out. Mm-hmm. I mean a lot of people think we're trying to be peaceful, but we're yes. being appeasement oriented. Mm-hmm. And that's the beginning of war. Absolutely, because there there is no peace unless we do it the Lord's way, because he said, I didn't come to bring peace to the world, but peace and within you. Lord. So when we don't do it the Lord's way, and we do it humanistic way, 
exactly what you're saying. It always leads to be devastation. You have any uh, uh, specific prayer requests, Brother Rick? Yes, pray for me this Monday. I go for a colonoscopy and pray that I just endure the uh, taking of liquids for the next two days. All right. Okay, Brother Gary, let's, let's pray through that it's many times, and so uh, you'll be all right. <laughs> you'll be all right. Uh, and, they've, and it's gotten a lot better. Make sure you... Uh, Put the, the the lemonade in the in the uh, solution. It makes it taste better. Mm-hmm. But let's pray for Brother Rick. Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. We pray, Lord God, that you would just uh, bless him and encourage him through this colonoscopy, Lord. And we pray, Lord God, that it comes back with a good report as well. And Lord God, we just pray that you continue to bless him in his new uh, living situation. That you continue to encourage Brother Rick and continue to use them to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary, and thank you, Rick, for your good question. Let's continue to pray for what's going on in the Middle East. They, they need our prayers. All right, Brother Gary, uh, we have enough time for... Well, we've got three minutes, so we can either go to the break or we can try to get started with Jermaine. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, prepare to go to the break and say a few words uh, before we go, and then we'll give him the full time when we come back. That sounds like a plan. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Council, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. And once again, I want to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith and all of you who have been sacrificially giving. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or a money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553. Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, 94920. The simplest way is to go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button. It's that simple. It will be a blessing for time and eternity. All right, Dr. Buckner, we got so many calls. We got to make a... make tracks here so let's yes, get to a, it's not even christmas time yet but you always said the computer is lit up like a christmas tree yes it is <laughs> well we better get to jermaine before thanksgiving come on <laughs> <laughs> let's do that brother jermaine how you doing i am doing very well well good my brother good to hear your voice and what's on your heart tonight Yeah, I guess um, I want to ask about people praying on the same topic, but coming away with a different answer to prayers. Does, does God just sometimes lead people to do different things, even though it concerns the same topic? Because, you know, we've seen that politically, and we've seen that with the, the whole vaccine issue, and go to church, don't go to church. seems like people were led all kinds of ways, and, and uh, you know, a lot of people came out okay. But I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, good, good, good point. You know, I think, I believe that um, in the midst of everything that we are dealing with today, uh, prayer has to always be coupled with uh, the leading of the Spirit of God, uh, our conscience convicting us as well, and then a spirit of discernment. So uh, a lot of times uh, prayer put in check with all of that helps to lead us in a more succinct and direct way uh, in, in terms of what we do, because the ultimate thing in our prayer life is putting in check all those things that I just said, the Holy Spirit, it, Jesus said the Spirit will lead you and guide you and direct you into all truth. Well, if that's true what Jesus is saying, then when we're not sure about uh, our prayer life, the Holy Spirit will empower us uh, and convict us uh, and let us know that this is the will of God. Because 1 John 5, 14, uh, John says, we have this confidence that we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. So when you have the Holy Spirit there to lead you into all truth, when you're not sure about certain things that you're praying about, uh, and you have a conscience and discernment that God gives you along with that, and uh, it's just no way you can go wrong, whether it's dealing with the COVID and, and whatever, uh, the Holy Spirit will convict you on what the right thing to do. And if he's convicting you to do that, you have to go with it. Now, let me kind of give you an, an example of something uh, that's on a different level about prayer, because um, sometimes uh, when we pray about something and uh, and it ends up being a prayer about something, but a different answer to their, that prayer, it kind of makes me think about uh, even Jesus, because you remember Jesus had prayed. Oh, and what does that cup mean? The cup is God's wrath and God's indignation. It's not the communion cup <laughs> that a lot of people have misinterpreted. But he was praying for that cup to be removed, and he prayed over and over for that to happen uh, from the humanistic standpoint. But uh, God ended up uh, giving him uh, a different answer and said, no, I want you to go to the cross. I want you to bear the sins of the whole world. So sometimes we can pray a certain prayer and hope that we'll get an answer out of that. And then when the answer is not clear, God always was good to show us through the, the truth of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. When we follow all of those things, we end up finding the right direction to go. Because a good thing with that too is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So a lot of times our path is not, we're not sure about it, but if we lean not to our own understanding, and we say, God, I'm not sure about this, and I'm, there's a little confusion, uh, empower me through your spirit, convict me through my conscience, show me discernment, and uh, lead me through your word, because your word 
will always lead me in the right direction. And through all of that, God will direct you in the right way. So hopefully all of that stuff that I shared is kind of like I dipped into a lot of things that you can grab from and chew on, but hopefully it's given you some additional meat. We don't deal with bones here on Contending for the Faith. We deal with spiritual sirloin state in the Lord. Amen. All right. Amen. All right. Let us know how it turned out with all of that stuff. And you can't go wrong with some of that wisdom I've given you. So thank you always for the good question. And I know that question you asked, a lot of people have the same thing on their mind. It's been a blessing to them tonight as well. So thank you, Brother Jermaine. We love you and appreciate you, brother. All right. God bless, folks. God bless you. All right, Brother Gary, who we have next? Okay, we have Alfred's question. He's going to take it off the air. His question is, how do we use the sword of the Spirit? That is a very good question. How do we use the sword of the Spirit? Because uh, we need to uh, understand this uh, important uh, word, the sword of the Spirit, because we have the sword of the Spirit, especially uh, mentioned in various passages, but especially in Ephesians 6, uh, 10 through 18, and talking about warfare. So we use the sword of the Spirit by putting on the full armor of God, and because if we don't get equipped, we will get whipped. And we use the sword of the Spirit as well by the study of the Word of God, by reading the Word of God, we use the sword of the Spirit, by memorizing the Word of God, we use the sword of the Spirit. By applying the Word of God, we use the sword of the Spirit. And by leaning on all the pieces of the armor, we use the sword of the Spirit. And by practicing it without hypocrisy. So you got to practice it without hypocrisy. And if you do that, we'll have the sword of the Spirit in our life. But if you're ignorant of the Word of God, uh, it's it's going to be hard for you to use the word of the sword of the spirit. You got to study it to show yourself approved. You got to be diligent and studying it in season and out. And what God will do when you become uh, intelligent regarding the word of God, then you'll be able to use the sword of the spirit. But you got to always have the full armor on and apply it to Ephesians six ten through eighteen. So hopefully that helps because that is uh, some good meat along with your question. All right, Brother Gary. All right. So next caller up is uh, we have Sally, line four. Hello, Sa Sally. How are you doing? <laughs> well, not very well at 93. I do have some physical problems, and we'll see what happens next week. But uh, I, am, I was tickled that uh, wondering what in the concordance would be a good thing to think about. And I came up right off the bat with with uh, Noah. And how did he uh, how did he become spiritually uh, renewed and and to be perfect in all that he did? I think that's uh, Genesis nine six, I think. Right, right. That's a, that's a very good question that you raise uh, in terms of Noah, because uh, God had used him uh, greatly. I think the best way to really get a characterization of Noah and what 
uh, he did to bring forth the perfection of God in his life. And is when you get to the hall of faith, because uh, the first principle of hermeneutics is that, which is the biblical science of interpretation, is that you always interpret the Old Testament in the light of the new and never the reversal. So you go to the New Testament to get a definitive definition of of Noah and what characterized him to be that uh, perfecting person of God. So when you go to the hall of faith, not the hall of fame, which is mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, and you go down to verse uh, seven, it says, by, by faith Noah, being warned of, of, of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear. So he had a healthy fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. So what is the characterization of this man according to the right of Hebrews? The thing that made him mature and thing that made him uh, be pleased by God was that he was a man of faith, just like all of these other biblical characters. And then he also uh, had a healthy fear of God. And then it says because of those things that he became an heir of righteousness by faith. So all of those things that's in Hebrews 11 and verse 7, you want to look at that, characterize Noah and the thing that pleased God. And this is why he's listed with the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. So a good good parallel there to the Genesis account. Thank you. You're welcome. Hopefully that gives some additional insight. And we are praying for you to be 93. God has been good to you to uh, past 70 and 10 years after that, 80 and beyond. God has been good to you, and we pray for you all the time that God will give you favor, and we're going to do that right now. Gary, let's pray for Sister Sally that God will bless her uh, with health, good health, and just protect her and her husband. Yes, sir. Hey, Lord, we just thank you for Sister Sally. We thank you for her dedication to you, her love for you. We pray, Lord God, that as she has uh, doctor's visits this week, we pray for a good report, Lord God. We pray for health, healing, and wholeness. We pray that you strengthen her and encourage her and bless her family, her husband, and her loved ones. We pray that you meet all of her needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Thank you and praise you and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Sally. Keep staying strong. Praise God for good eyes. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless. Thank you for your call and your good question. Amen. Uh, did we get uh, Erica and Sarah back? We did. I think so. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Erica and Sarah, if they're on the line, that that is uh, my two daughters. Are you there? Hi, Dad. Hi. They're calling from Houston, Texas. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing well. How are you? Well, we are blessed and highly favored on this radio program tonight, and it's so good to hear from you guys. What's going on? Oh, nothing we just wanted to tell you is a really good message, and um, just calling in for prayer 
you know, still, of course, get a grieving, you know, the loss of my son and um, recovering from knee surgery and uh, knee replacement surgery and, um, you know, just taking it one step, one second, one minute, one hour, one moment at a time. But I know, you know, from the Bible and my teachings and readings that God makes no mistakes. So just calling in tonight to ask for prayer. And also, Sarah wanted to ask for prayer as well. Sarah, what's you on your heart? What's your prayer you. request? You can't say what's on your heart. Oh, hey, Dad. Um, Hi, yeah, we how are you doing? What's your, what's your, good to hear your voice. What's your prayer request? Oh, just uh, for all around everything, nothing specific. All right. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Thank you guys for calling in. It's so touching to hear from my family all the way from Houston, Texas. And uh, brother Gary, let's go before the Lord in prayer for uh, my two daughters. Amen. So, so Eric, I just want to encourage you. You probably don't want to get on your knees to pray for a while. Okay. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> that's, not, that's not possible right now. Uncle Gary. <laughs> There is a not possible Uncle Gary. <laughs> <laughs> she had to call you Uncle Gary. <laughs> I, I just had to throw that in. My bad. All right. Lord, we just thank you that Eric and Sarah are calling in tonight. We thank you for the entire Buckner family and household. And we just lift up Erica and her husband and Delaney. And, and we pray, Lord God, that you would continue to be with Sarah as well. We pray yes. for uh, speedy recovery from her Erica's knee surgery, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you remove the pain. We pray, Lord God, also that you remove the pain of their loss, Lord God. You are the God of all comfort. Once again, we pray that you give them comfort, that you would stand with them, strengthen them, and encourage them. Be with them that you like never before. Let them know that you're there. Your word says where two or more are gathered, you're there in the midst. And so, Lord God, we just invite your presence. We pray that the power of the Holy Spirit would be in their home tonight and every night and every day. And when those pains of sorrow come, Lord God, that your your arm of comfort would wrap them and engulf them and that they would sense your love, Lord God. Be with them, protect them always, keep them, Lord God, seeking your face and bless them and meet every need that's represented in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. We uh, thank the Lord for my lovely wife uh, going to Houston, Texas. She was a great uh, help to Erica and our family, and they had quite a time. I know you can say a few words on that. Oh, yes, sir. Um, she was so helpful because she herself had went through what I had went through with the knee replacement. And, you know, she's very, very patient, kind, and is selfless. Uh, you could really tell she was a nurse because she, you know, took care of me and wiped me down from head to toe and, you know, just was there. Anytime I called her and needed her, she was right by my side. So I really appreciate it. And I'm so thankful to have, you know, you guys as my parents for you lending her to us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. What a blessing. Thank you for sharing that. And I imagine that it's been really hot there as well, huh? Oh, actually, no. It's um, going to be 50 degrees in the morning. Oh, my goodness. We well, have a cold front coming in tonight. So it's That's about a... 60 right now, and it's supposed to drop down to 50. So 
Uh, my knee hurts even worse. <laughs> wow, <laughs> because I see. My back, because when the so weather Erica changes, that, I'm like a walking weather lady. Mm-hmm. Okay. Erica, did that knee come with a uh, replacement come with a warranty? I <laughs> know. <laughs> and then I got to turn around and get the other one done before the end of the year. So I got to get this one strong enough, and then I'll be able to turn around and get the other one done. So God's giving me the strength, you know. So uh, Sarah's Hopefully. right here by my side and just thankful, you know, to have her here with me. Yes, and she got a wonderful husband and a wonderful daughter that's right there by her side and an extended family as well. So you're getting ready to say something else, Gary? Went back to work yeah. last week. I said, so, I said, and our son worked at the same place as him. So it's been a little bit of rough, rocky road, but he's got his twin brother by his side. So, um, you know, I know God's going to get us through one day at a time. Hey man, do we hear that music? Yeah, there's the music. I guess. Thank you guys for okay. calling in. It's well, such a we love you blessing. guys. Hey guys. And we love you too. We love both of you and the whole entire family. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, you're welcome. God bless y'all. Have a good All evening. Right. God bless you too. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank you, our listening audience, and Vince, our engineer. Please keep us in your prayers until next time. And we once again give you the opportunities, ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner. Always with one purpose in mind to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.